It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Even more daily than normal. Uh, Yesterday we had an emergency show as Gus Malzahn has been fired by Auburn. He is no longer Auburn's head coach. We will break that down even more today and talk about where we go from here and also what you guys are saying. First things first, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. You can use promo code 10OFF uh, to three restaurants this week. If you have uh, an order of $30 or more, you can use promo code 10OFF, 10OFF, to get $10 off to uh, Moe's Barbecue, Kabuki Japanese Steakhouse, and Kimao. It is a Thai restaurant. I've never been to Kimao, but Kabuki is incredible. Um, new place. New. Um, I, I think it's the best hibachi place in town now. So if you want that delivered to you, you can, of course, use our great friends at Fetch Me. And if you haven't used Fetch Me before, use promo code ZAC20, Z-A-C-2-0, for your first delivery free. And check out their website, FetchMeLivery.com. Go to their blog page. They've got a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff happening uh, that they are blogging about, and they've actually got a post up with Gus Malzon on there, um, kind of nodding and thanking him for uh, his you know, time at Auburn. So be sure to check all that out. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by Michael Pappas. Pappas, you're on the road, heading back to Auburn. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm a little stunned still, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, like I've said for the last couple of weeks, I did not, I did not think this was coming. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty surprised, but. Hey, we're, uh, we'll take it in stride. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk our way through it. You know, and, and I mentioned this briefly in our emergency pod that we put up, and check that guys out if y'all want our raw instant reaction. I mean, we taped that like minutes after the announcement came out, but they, um, you know, still so many folks are like, why were you surprised by this? Why were you surprised? And obviously money's a big thing. Malzahn did have success. And then I went on Locked On SEC our daily SEC show with Chris Gordy talking about how, hey, you know, I mean, you can make the argument that Gus is the best coach that Auburn's ever had. Now, obviously, you can make other arguments to support other coaches as well, depending on what metric you look at. But still, mentioned this yesterday, and people want to look in, at Gus and say, you know, the, the eight years under him were bad. But, like, that's just not fully true. Yeah, I don't think that's true at all, Zach. Um uh, there, uh, I mean, as far as you know, eight-year stretches go, they're as successful as any eight-year stretch in Auburn history, just about. Um, uh, when you look just like overall, uh, and, and obviously I haven't gone and looked at every eight-year stretch possible, so I am kind of just kind of throwing that number at the wall. But you know, never had a losing season. Never did not go to a bowl game. Um, you know, every November it seemed like he was in contention, even if everyone was like the team stinks this year. Right. Well, in November they're in the top fifteen or whatever. So yeah. Uh, you kind of, I don't know. You take the bad with the good, 
and and with Gus, we saw the highest of highs and really like the mediumest of mediums. I mean, it, it didn't really. I don't think it really got very low at all. Yeah, so. yeah, and we talked about that a little bit yesterday. But I, I'm with you. I'm still surprised. Something that was cool that we saw. I mean, the amount of former players that have spoken out on Twitter and social media and all of that. I mean, some folks even coming out and saying, like, this is dumb. This is a mistake. And then other folks just kind of saying, like, I don't think folks realize what they had. Or, you know, I mean, some of it even got more political about, you know, taking shots at the board of trustees. And we heard this, and we've talked about this a ton. And every time we talk to former players of Gus Malzahn, they absolutely adore this guy. And that's going to be the kind of guy that you uh, that you lose in this situation. And it's going to be really interesting to see whoever they go with, is it going to have this kind of impact? I mean, it's just, it's really hard for me to wrap my mind around the, the fact that these players love Gus as much as they did. Because to me, he kind of seems like C-3PO, kind of seems like a robot. Um, but obviously, the players really care about him and have a ton of respect. And, you know, people then, you know, slide into your DMs and reply back to you saying like, well, none of that stuff wins a championship. But I'm like, you're right. You're right. But there is more to this going on than just winning a championship. And so, I mean, if you're going to throw that away, you better be dang sure that whoever you bring in is ready to win a championship with the current roster. Oh, and by the way, they can't have a whole lot of time because if they go, you know, eight and four next year, and then all of a sudden it's six and six, two or three years down the road, you've now set the precedent that that's not good enough. And you suddenly look at Tennessee and you look at Florida State and it's like, man, they're still in that cycle of, they can't find a guy that's consistently good enough. And it's tough. It's tough to, you know, I think the situation that Auburn was in as far as the SEC goes was, I mean, they were one of the more stable situations just because of the longevity of it. I know some people are rolling their eyes when they hear stability with Gus Malzahn. But, I mean, you talked about it just a second ago, Pappas. The highs were high and the lows were average SEC seasons. And it's just, I don't think you're going to get that with this next guy, I think it's it's a boomer bust situation because if it's a bust early on in the first two or three seasons, I think you've got to move on. So very, very tricky, very, very bold decision by whether it was athletics director Alan Green or the board of trustees or boosters, whoever made this decision. And it was probably a little bit of all of those things. Very, very bold, very, very risky in my opinion. I, I agree that I think it's incredibly risky. Um, and it does set uh, a very difficult precedent, Zach, like you were saying, as far as, you know, the people who will come back and be like, yeah, the players loving the coach doesn't win championships. Like, well, well, it, it certainly doesn't hurt. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it certainly gets you a lot closer to winning a championship than when the players don't like the coach. No, you're right. I mean, you're right. And, and I don't want this stuff happens in the NFL all the time. Right. Right. No, and, and you're right. The, so in your team, the Patriots are a great example. Everyone who's played for Bill Belichick is like either you buy in or you leave. Mm-hmm. So like if you buy in, you really like Bill Belichick. The guys who play for him, they really like him. Right. You don't buy in, you're gone. You're right. And so it's – there's that. And then I agree with you. It's like how long is this leash for the next coach? Because if he goes – I mean if he has the same caliber of season that Gus has had, which is you know above average, the next – let's say two years is that it you pulling the plug right what if they go eight and four nine and three nine and three eight and four and it's like all right you're back to where you were or let's 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 give the new coach a good season let's say they go 
eight and four, eleven and one. Um, maybe with a, a win or a loss in the SEC championship. Heck, they can go to the playoff. I don't care. And then they go back eight and four, seven and five. It's like, is that is that good enough four years from now? Yeah, because that's kind of what Gus did, and it wasn't good enough. So we'll see. Um, also, I, I saw this uh, this note on the um, on the Twitter machine, but uh, Nick Saban's last game against Gus Malzahn was a loss. True. Something to keep in mind moving forward, absolutely. Yeah, let's hold that in our hearts, near and dear in our hearts, for as long as we can. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Coors Light. Do you feel like you were always on? Everything around you is just go, go, go. I mean, it was this weekend. <laughs> I mean, with watching Auburn basketball, and then Auburn football, and then Sunday afternoon, Gus Malzahn getting let go. It was always on. So, When I want some time just to relax, some me time, I reach for the beer that's uh, made to chill, and that is Coors Light. Watching football and sports is supposed to be therapeutic to fans, and Coors Light totally gets that. It's the beer literally made to chill, cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged, literally made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind, so when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage... The cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, Pappas, moving forward, let's um, take a look at what some of the listeners texted us. 205-502-4285. This first one is... Connor from Macon. A lot of you guys sent us texts during the game, and that was awesome. <laughs> I've wanted you guys to do that all year long, and then we did it, and it's like, all right, the season's over. <laughs> and, like, the the Auburn-Mississippi State game is not the story today. It's like, we can't talk about that, right? I mean, Papa, should we talk about that at all? I, I don't think it's relevant. I don't really think it was even rel- it was relevant whether or not Auburn – like fired Gus today. Yeah, to be honest with you. sure. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't disagree. Like, they won the game, and I'm happy that they won the game. But I was kind of thinking about it after, and I was like, if they would have lost, like I would have been bummed that they lost the game. But at the end of the day, you know, when you lose to Alabama and A and M, like you can't reach any of your goals for the season. So yeah, I, I would argue that like it was a pretty decent coaching job going into Starkville and winning that game by two touchdowns, albeit it was a, a really ugly game. But. It was sloppy. Yeah, the way it was executed wasn't great, but you won by two yeah. touchdowns, not a very hey. good team. And, like, this, you know, I mean, Auburn doesn't win in Starkville. Weird things happen there, and they, they were able to come out with a win. But, yeah, like, it's like I mean, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So, all right, Connor from Macon sent us a text. Once again, 205-502-4285. With the breaking news coming today, I am actually really shocked. Sames, Connor. I just pray that the powers that be have their guy already locked up. I am afraid this could end. 
up like the entire Tennessee fiasco. I would hate to get rid of someone that you know that you're going to get with a lot of returning talent to hire someone as a last resort just because no one wants the job. I just hope we don't downgrade from what we had in search of the next best thing and get stuck with the same cycle Tennessee has been in for several years now. Gus has been a great ambassador for Auburn and has had plenty of amazing moments that us Auburn fans will never forget. I wish him nothing but the best. Love the show, War Eagles always. Let the rumors start to fly. And Connor, the rumors are flying. I'll tell you what. I mean, you're hearing things in regards to Hugh Freeze. You're hearing things as far as Mario Cristobal. Um, And I don't really know which one of those is more likely currently. Um... But it does seem like it's down to those two. I know there was some speculation with Napier. I don't think that's going to happen. It really seems like it's Cristobal or Freeze. Um, but as far as um, you know, looking for the next best thing, I think that's kind of Pappas and, and my biggest point here. I don't think either of us are like super, super pro Gus. I think we both like the guy. But the big thing is you just, you've got to know and I'm a little skeptical of the way, you know, the powers that be, the way they've, they're they going to handle this thing. Now, if their guy is Hugh Freeze or Mario Cristobal, I'm just skeptical. Like, are those guys significantly better? Are they even a little bit better than Gus Malzahn? And I'm skeptical of that. Um, and you haven't really heard any other names come from folks that know what's going on and have connections on the inside. Those are the two names you're hearing. I've seen Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian's name like typed out a few times, but it wasn't anything super credible. So I don't think uh, I don't think it's going to be either of those two. I really think it's going to be Freeze or Cristobal. But Pappas, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you, you you agree with me, right? It's not like we're anti-Gus. It's just you got to prove to me that this next guy is going to be better. I completely agree, Zach. And and the I don't remember his name. The, the guy who sent the text message, man. Connor. Uh, Connor. Uh, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head here, but I do have to say, um, what two weeks ago and last week, everyone online was freaking out about how Gus had to get fired. And then he got fired this week, and everyone was like, whoa, whoa. who? I mean, they got to have someone really good lined up. Right. It's like, what? what? Where, what, where, where has this been the last two seasons? It's like he gets let go, and it's just like everyone's like, oh, this wasn't a good... And you you know it's always going to be the more unhappy side of whatever group of people it is that's going to be more vocal about it. But it's like, all right, we should have seen this coming. I mean, people, you know, Auburn fans through message boards and social media, and I mean, even from a donor standpoint, have been like calling for Gus for, I mean, since 2018. And it finally... um, it finally all came out. So I'm with you, yeah. man. I was shocked how many positive Gus things I saw, you know, since the news came out Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, all these players, like you were saying earlier, Zach, have come out and tweeted stuff. I mean, some of them straight up said, like, Auburn's going to regret this, or like, this is a mistake, or like, whatever. And, you know, that's not something you hear all the time. Um, from current or former, I mean, we're talking about like guys from 2010, right? Who, who, like guys who didn't even have Gus as a head coach who were tweeting and being like, "Oh, this is a mistake." So, I, I, I think you're kind of hitting the nail on the head, 
Connor with the text message and then Zach with what you said, like this needs to be a slam dunk, hit the ball out of the park, home run higher. Yeah. And I don't know who's out there that it's going to be. Um, I'm very happy. I have not heard it today since we recorded the emergency podcast or yesterday since we recorded the emergency podcast. I have not heard Rhett Lashley. I have not heard Chip Lindsay. I'm very happy about that. I've heard, um, I've heard Rhett Lashley. You have? I have, yeah. I've seen a bunch of, you know, stuff. Also, I got a little soapbox to sit on here for a second, Zach. Okay, I'm listening. Uh, one of the complaints that people love to throw out is that Gus has made us, made us uh, Auburn irrelevant, nationally irrelevant. Um, uh, did your Sunday NFL football watching experience get interrupted so that you could get informed live on national television that the Auburn head coach had been fired? Yes. Was your was every national college football writer writing stories and, and tweeting about how Auburn had fired their head coach and who it might be? Yeah. And talking about how this could change the entire landscape of college football? Yes. Oh, okay. That that seems pretty irrelevant. And you're in that we're in that situation because of Gus Malzahn. Yeah. Look at the program he took over. Now it was two years removed from a national title. But it took Gene going three and nine two years after lose or after winning a national championship with the best season that Auburn's ever had in football, and then Gus Malzahn created the program to be in a situation to where he had to be six and four in an all SEC schedule in a, during a pandemic, where by the way his program handled it better than arguably anybody in the entire country. I mean, his players did a fantastic job of implementing, you know, COVID protocol. And that's coaching. I mean, he's one of the few teams in all of college football that's like, they were ready to field a team all 10 weeks. And then, you know, with Mississippi State moving, having to, you know, move the game towards, you know, this past weekend, they were still ready after the game was extended, after the season was extended an extra week. He still had his team ready to be fielded. And I think that's a huge deal. But the fact that he took up a 3-9 and nine team, took them to a national championship the following year, and built the status quo for Auburn's football program to be in a situation where he could never have a losing season and still get fired, Auburn has never been in that spot before. And in fact, there's very few programs throughout college football that a coach would get fired without ever having a losing season. Uh, I totally agree with you. Uh, A fun, interesting stat that I saw uh, on the internet yesterday. um, The previous two head coaches at Auburn University have played for a national championship. Zach, do you know how many other schools nationally can say that? Who? LSU. LSU, three straight. Three straight head coaches at LSU yeah. have won a national championship. So that's absurd. Ohio um, State. Has Ryan Day been to a natty? I know he's been to a playoff. Has he actually made a natty? Oh, maybe not. I don't. That was a real question. I don't know. Maybe Ohio not. State was the team that got put on there, and um, I kind of like was like, have they? I know Tressel and Meyer did it. Right. So if Day has also done it, then that's three in a row. Um, the last few years of so Meyer and like the first few years of Day seem the same to me. 
Yeah, Day's only been the coach for like two years, I think. Yeah, Oklahoma I just Oklahoma is no, um, um, no. Riley hasn't been to a national championship. Yeah, because he, he can't win a playoff, playoff game. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's another guy who's going to get fired because he can't win a playoff game, and everyone's going to be like, "What the heck? What, what is happening?" Yeah, it's going to be Mark Richt all over again, right? But yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I agree with you. I agree with you to say that you know this program wasn't going anywhere or anything like that, which that's the thing that you're hearing the most from. And it's like, okay, if you think, you know, everybody's time, you know, has its course, you know, there's very few situations where you hear a head coach and he walks out on his, his own accord because he just wants to hang it up and say, okay, I'm done. I'm happy with what I had here. Very few situations come up like that. And, um, you know, you, you can definitely say the Malzahn, era ran its course and obviously it did he's gone he's not the head coach anymore but to act like this program was like going in a downward spiral I believe is incorrect but I definitely get the argument of you know if you want to be a top five program in all of college football was Gus going to get you there no I don't think he was so if you want to go get somebody that you think can recruit better than him because that's really going to be the bottom line then I'm all for it now I'm skeptical with the guys that are being discussed to be the head coach. They're going to be able to come into the state of Alabama and recruit at that high of a level because I think you're going to see a massive annexation, whether it's transfers or guys declaring for the NFL draft. And I think whoever comes in is going to acquire a roster that has a ton of holes. So we'll talk about that and address some other questions in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. I want to tell you about the best tasting protein bar ever. Yes, and I can say that. I've uh, I've actually got my wife on them as well. Uh, my built bars keep disappearing because she keeps taking them to work, but that's okay. We're going to order more. And uh, she's like, what other flavors do they have? And I'm like, well, they have 18 amazing flavors, honey. Um, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, to name a few, as well as coconut, peanut butter brownie is my favorite. Mince brownie, banana bread, peanut butter, German chocolate, all kinds of things. And they're all 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's delicious. It doesn't seem right. It seems like you're cheating. Uh, but Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or gal. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And normally these protein bars that are like meal replacements or whatever – I get hungry about 20 minutes after eating one. Not this, not this way with Built Bar. So, uh, highly encourage you to check that out. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, all one word, L O C K E D O N. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at builtbar.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, Pappas, final few minutes of today's edition of the podcast here on Locked on Auburn. Let's take another listener question. If I can pull it up here. This is Nick from San Diego. Very disappointed in the firing of Gus. We have the personnel to get better. Now we are most likely going to get worse with a new coach and staff on the way in. What a waste of talent 
we have. All right, so the argument against this, Nick, and you've listened to the show so far, I assume. So if you're listening to this, you know that we we agree with you for the most part here. The argument against that is that I think a lot of people believe that Malzahn was wasting the talent anyway. I'm really curious to see how much of the old staff sticks around because I think that's the strength of this program right now are all the assistant coaches. But obviously, you're going to want to bring in some of your guys and hire your own guys and instill your own culture because you want guys that are loyal to you. So I totally get all of that. But, you know, Kevin Steele, we haven't mentioned this on the show, even though most people know it, but Kevin Steele's named the interim head coach currently. I'm really curious to see if they go with an offensive-minded guy, what the chances are that Kevin Steele sticks around. Yeah, that that's a, a very good question, Zach. And... I mean, I don't, I don't really have a good answer for you now. I hope he does, to be honest with you. He's probably not going to, right? But I agree. Uh, I hope he does. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think he's done an absolutely fantastic job. And to be honest, I mean, that's what sucks the most about head coaches getting fired, in my mind. It's like, you know, Kevin Steele's been an incredible defensive coordinator for Auburn, and he's also going to lose his job. Right. And, and like, you know, that, like, that sucks for him. Jack Bicknell has done an absolutely incredible job with the offensive line this year. Right. He's going to lose his job. Yep. Travis Williams, I, Rodney Garner, Carnell yeah. Williams, Cody Burns. I think all these guys have done good, at, you know, at different things. It's just like, man, we're going to lose all of these guys? That stinks. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe we won't lose all of them. Maybe some of them will stick around. Who knows? But it's, it's crazy. And another really interesting thing for the – well, I guess I should say for the non-Auburn grads, um, will be, you know, if Gus Malzahn does get approached for another open Power 5 job, like, I don't know, Vanderbilt? Because, let's be honest, he could take Vanderbilt and make them very competitive in the SEC East, I don't know, tomorrow? Because he would still be, what, the second or third best coach in the SEC East? Yeah. Um... He'd be behind what Kirby and Mullen. Yeah, and there's I mean there's such a talent gap there anyway with maybe with Pruitt and then maybe. I'd rather I'd rather have Gus than Pruitt. So yeah, yeah. Um, so you, you, you know it, what I think is sad, Pappas. What? So Gus, ever since what 2015. Auburn fans have been begging him to like get rid of play calling duties. And the one thing that he's held on to his whole time as the head coach at Auburn was play calling duties. And I know there's speculation like, is Rhett Lashley calling some of these plays here? Is Chip Lindsey calling some of these plays here? But it was Gus's offense. And then this offseason, Chad Morris becomes available. Auburn fans are screaming, yes, give Chad Morris control of the offense. And so he did. He did it. And they paid him a lot of money, paid him like $1.2 million or something like that. And Gus is like, hey, this is going to be Chad Morris's offense. And then the offense stinks. And then he gets fired. Gus got fired because the offense stunk, right? Auburn wins more games if the offense doesn't stink. And you just got to wonder if he had stayed true to what he wanted and he'd be over his offense what would happen? And just the irony of him hiring his friend that he's wanted to coach with for forever, according to him, and gives him control of the offense. I think that's a total bummer. And you know that's something he's going to think about for a very long time. 
Yeah. You're, yeah, you're right. And I hate that for him. I do too. It makes my heart hurt, actually. Yeah. I, 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 when this news came out, I was very surprised. And when I went online and saw all the players that were tweeting about how, how shocked they were and how disappointed they were and, you know, tweeting him, thank you. And, and all this stuff. And it was just the kind of thing that was like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I've just like never been close enough to like really feel that effect, I guess of like, he's not going to be the head coach anymore. And like this, like, is clearly going to have a massive impact, but right. Yeah, I mean, the, the last time I covered a coach getting fired, and then a coach being hired at Auburn, football coach. Well, I, I was an intern uh, for ESPN one hundred and six of the Auburn Network, and things are a lot different now. And it's just like, man, doing sh- you know multiple shows every single day and all this. Just like, man. This isn't fun. Like, this stinks. Because, you know, we've gotten to see Gus up close. And, you know, I don't have a personal relationship with Gus Malzahn or anything like that. But I've gotten to know a lot of these players. And, you know, you see the impact that he's had on him. I mean, firing a head coach at a program like Auburn affects thousands and thousands of people in different ways. Yeah, there's fans. Yeah, there's players. But, I mean, there's a lot of support staff. And, you know, you want them to hold on to their jobs. You never want somebody to lose their job. Because those kind of folks aren't getting paid $15 million within the next 30 days and then $2.5 million every year for you know the foreseeable future. Those people aren't getting that. Gus is. Gus is going to be okay. But there's a lot of folks that aren't going to be. And there's a lot of folks that you know were promised opportunities and now aren't going to get those because Gus isn't there anymore. Then the trickle-down effect of you know motivation with the program, with you know local businesses and you know impact there. I mean, this is a big, big deal. And I really hope I really hope that this isn't a mistake. And a lot of folks, when I tell them that, they're like, dude, there's no way this is a mistake. And I'm like, great, great. I hope you're right because I don't know how you know that. Yeah. Uh, my thing is always like, you know, yeah, sure. If you can go get a proven slam dunk hire, but I don't really think there's any name that has been thrown out there that, you know, off the top of my head, I can't come up with a reason to be like, you sure that's a slam? Are you sure that's better? Because, I, like, we, at the end of the day, I mean, you really don't know that it's better. Um, I know that you can, you know, make the argument that Hugh Freeze has been, you know, very successful just about everywhere he's gone. But, like, I, I don't want to, again, I don't like to be cynical, but Auburn's had the NCAA sniffing around for a decade now, right? Yeah. And football has not had an issue for, like, eight years-ish. Um, the second that Hugh Freeze lands a big recruit or wins a big game, the NCAA is back in the football program. And you know, like, you know that that is true because he's already had issues with it at Ole Miss. Yeah. And then not to mention the off the program stuff that he, that, that comes with him and his baggage also that I, to be honest, I don't really care about. Right. Um, I, I don't either. Can you win football games and can you not cheat once you're yeah. here? The, the the thing is, I, I just don't, Pap, I just don't buy the freeze hype. I'm just not buying it. I think it's Cristobal. I think Cristobal's the favorite. And then I think we're just going to have to see what happens after that, if it's not him. And the big risk you run with Cristobal is that he may be the most underpaid coach in the NCAA right now. 
The guy makes two and a half million dollars a year. Um, oh, he's about he to be went, making seven or eight million a year. He went to no, no, Zach. That's that's way too much money for a coach who's only won one conference title, and other than that, is has above average seasons. I mean, it's going to be tough to pry someone away from Nike headquarters and say, "All right, you have the best situation in your conference, but you can come to the SEC and play Kirby Smart and Georgia." Nick Saban in Alabama, and whatever happens at LSU every single year, as well as, you know, this rising power that Jimbo has with Texas A&M, you get to deal with that every year as well. Oh, and also you get to recruit against all those schools, as well as recruit against Florida, which you play every now and then, and you get to recruit against Clemson. And that's just like, that's, that is, um, you're going to have to pay somebody that. You're going to have to. Yeah, and everyone who's, yeah, people... You know, that's kind of my answer to everyone who over the last couple of weeks has been like for paying. A, if you're playing a guy seven million dollars, he's got to do blah, blah. like that's the going rate for the head coach position at Auburn University. Mm-hmm. Like people have to wrap their minds around that and, and get used to it real quick. Right. Like that's average. Right. For for especially when you're talking about a coach of Gus's pedigree and when people are like a coach of Gus's pedigree. Yeah. There's like five or six active coaches in the NCAA who have been to a national championship game. And Gus is one of them. Mm-hmm. Pappas. So, where, where, yeah. yeah I don't know, that's it. That's all I got. All right. We'll see. I it's got a, a feeling a big, we'll the next now. time we record a podcast, we will know a lot more information. So we will have to see Pat. Where can people find you, buddy? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We will be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.